Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The views and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. And we have a, a nice show lined up for you today And uh, just wanted to thank you all once again for, for listening And I would just ask that you go to support Black Talk Radio Network And all of the programming that's brought to you by the network itself uh, This is a place where our issues and our agenda is established And it's, you know, it, it's really, really important Because this is the new meeting place where the minds come to meet and decide and, and develop an agenda that is suffice and represents us. And so this is so important for everyone to support Black Talk Radio Network and all of the programs that are on Black Talk Radio Network. So if you can make a monetary donation to Black Talk Radio Network, that would be greatly appreciated in order to keep the network uh, bringing you the programming and, and finding new programming and actually uh, uh Facil- for, sorry, facilitating some of the needs that we have, this is a great place to sow good seed for that to continue. Also, after a Tando radio show, check out the new Abolitionist Radio, Abolition Radio, the great shows that are there, programming that's there. Uh, it's, it's definitely another show to edify what you have been starved of and it's so important that we have our own shows based off of our production you know we don't need it we don't need the emmys we don't need the grammys we don't need the oscars we don't need all any of that what we need to establish is our own self-reliance in all facets because that's how culture is established kind of hard to establish a culture that doesn't recognize yours as significant remember that so also would like for you to go to Tando Radio Show, that's T-H-A-N-D-O Radio Show on Facebook. Uh, while you stop by there, give us a like, um, and you can see there we'll have some of the postings from the shows that we're going to have uh, that day. And, you know, just if you have a question or comment, 
I try to get back to all of that stuff. I get kind of busy, but I need to, to manage my time a little bit better. But get pulled in a lot of different directions. But uh, you can make comments or you can see what's going to be on the show there. But I do get to the uh, requests and the comments that are, you know, in a – but I have to get to them in a much more expedient time. So go to Tando Radio Show on Facebook. Also, if you're interested in joining our preparedness group, uh, Real Deal Preppers, which is totally free, you can send me, David Wren, W-R-E-N, a Facebook friend request and request to be put in the group, and we will put you into the group. We just ask that you follow the posting rules, and that's there in the pin post. It will tell you exactly what the posting rules are. We just ask that you only post uh, preparedness-related postings and articles and videos inside of the group because that's what the group is for. Anything else uh, is is not wanted or accepted there because there are other mediums for you to do that, but that's not what we do there, okay? We don't post anything about the games, uh, celebrity stuff, or anything outside of preparedness. So just uh, ask that you uh, follow the posting rules. We greatly appreciate it. And to participate once you become a member, this is not just for a few people to post it's really for every person that's in the group should be finding something for the group that is that is relevant and important in preparedness uh, be a giver and not just a consumer been taught that so that's what we have there also if you're interested in taking the precious metals class that I teach uh, you can send me David Wren W-R-E-N a uh, message on Facebook or you can call me directly, 951-790-8330. And it's a very important class because you will learn the intrinsic value of precious metals, how to gain interest off of precious metals, what are they really, and what's the history, and how to leverage them, and why are they so significant. Most of us have no clue because we haven't been taught that. We only We don't speak facts about it. We don't speak historical facts about uh, the precious metals because we really don't know uh, any of the historical facts because that's hidden from you. And you will learn what's the difference between currency and money and why is that so important. So, interested in that class, give me a call also. Um, you can text me, 951-790-8330, or reach me on Facebook. And we'll tell you the class is $400, but I will allow, you know, what we do is you can establish your own payment plan. So, and believe me, everyone that's taken the class has been <laughs> more than amazed and realized that they should have, you know, they would have paid more knowing the information that they know now and they know how relevant it is and how to do certain things with it. It's not one unsatisfied uh, person. Everyone that takes the class is put into another group, uh, private group that we have. So, it's definitely beneficial too. So today, what we're going to do, I posted uh, a lot of articles inside of RDP, and it was a reason why. We're going to have my man, Brother Braggs, come on um, in a little in a little bit, but what, what I want to do is I want to chroni- chronicalize some of the things that's been going on and what you should be putting together to, to come up with. Now you can see a full picture of what's really happening. So, but before we go to, to that, um, I have a, a video that I would, would want you to hear, and I want you to really to pay attention 
to what's being said here in this video. Okay, so we're going to go to this video now. Really pay attention to what's being said. A human being and a person are not the same thing. We've been led to believe that they are, but they're not. In Black's Law Dictionary, you'll find the definition of a person, and it says, A human being is not a person because he is a human being, but because rights and duties have been ascribed to him. Specifically, the person is that legal subject or substance of which the rights and duties are attributes. But not all human beings are persons, as was the case in Old England when there were slaves. You are not a person. You have a person. We've been, if you never know that this person exists, if the government is acting upon it and you are unaware of its existence, you're a slave to your own ignorance. The purpose of, our, our, of this person, hasn't, it wasn't to deceive you, it wasn't to enslave you, it was to provide you with a very strong level of protection against government tyranny. If they never act against you as a human being and they're only acting against your person, you always have the option to reject their governments and therefore escape tyranny totally and absolutely peacefully. They'll tell you I'm an agent for the government, I'm a peace officer, I'm this, I'm that. No, you are a human being in a common law jurisdiction and that's all there is to it. That's first and foremost and I'm not forgetting that. If you remember that, they have to remember that. The key thing about remembering this is you can remember a couple of things. Yes, you can affect them. You can use, they will respond to emotion. They will respond to threats. They'll respond to a, a baseball bat in the bottom of their knee. They will respond. They will also respond to love, compassion, and truth. They are human beings, and if you treat them with the dignity that all human beings are worthy of, they will respond as a human being as well. Don't look at them as anything more than simply a human being using a tool. And the tool that they are using is words. All they are are words. The government is just composed of human beings using words. Take away the human beings, you don't have a government. Take away the words, you don't have a government. You need those two things in order for anyone to come up to you and claim any level of authority over you. If you learn to distinguish between actual law, and there is only three ways to break the law, harm another human being, damage someone else's property, use fraud or mischief in your contracts, you have broken the law. That's the only way to break the law. Statutes are not laws. If you look it up, you'll find that the definition of a statute is a legislated rule of society given the force of law. It's a law, it's a rule that has the force of law within a structured society because somebody gave it that force. Remember, we're all equal here. Who can give those words the force of law? Only you. You have decided to give those statutes the force of law within your societal structure. A society, if you look at the definition of that, it's a number of people joined by mutual consent to deliberate, determine, and act for a common goal. Your consent is required for any statute to have the force of law, and you can spot these, they'll have the word act right in the title. Point out the word act to any government agent asking or claiming authority over you, say what exactly does that word right there mean? And you will be two steps away from consent. You have every right in the world to stand right up and claim the status of a child of God. But the moment you do that, you do accept a lot of responsibility because then you have to look at everyone else with the same eyes. We want remedy. We want our power back. We want our remedy and we want to hold these people to the... 
We don't want to beat them up. We want abundance. We want peace. We don't want a life of conflict with these people. And we shouldn't have to dig through the shit they manufacture in order to find the diamonds of our freedom. Fundamental three things you should have learned. One, you are not a person. You have a person. It exists in association with you. Statutes are not laws. They do not apply to you. They apply to your person. And finally, believe it or not, you want your freedom. You want to become a free man on the land. You have to treat these people with compassion, regardless of what they've done to you. And I know how difficult that can be. There's a maxim in law, a Roman maxim that says, let he who would be deceived be deceived. If you aren't even willing, if someone comes up to you and says, you have to do this, why? Oh, how do you know that? Everybody knows it. Oh, really? Nobody read the act, but everybody knows it. You start reading these act and you start finding the remedy within it. These people have a duty to understand and to distinguish between statute and law. They've been dealing with us for so long with people who are essentially ignorant that we don't even distinguish between statute and law, so they assume that you are going to be there. They'll say, oh, you broke this statue, you broke a law, I want to give you a ticket. And then they'll say, I need to see your ID, and if you don't show me ID, I'm going to arrest you for obstruction of justice. I've had cops do this to me, Skytrain cops. The fact is, though, until they see ID, they have absolutely no evidence of the existence of a person who is, who is liable under the statute. So they're putting the cart before the horse. They're saying, I see a human being, the act says person must produce a proof affair. You're a person, I'm giving you a ticket, now you have to show me your ID. So I can give you a ticket, because they've been told, if you don't see ID, you can't give a ticket. They know this, but they're putting the cart before the horse. If they try, if they come up to you and they, what they like to do, they, they use presumption and assumption so often, they won't even ask you a question. They come to the window, driver's license, registration, insurance. Look at them and say, uh, apples, bananas, and pears? You're not making any sense. Like, you used a complete sentence? What is it you want? Do you have a driver's license, registration, and insurance? Or may I see it, is usually what they would ask, because they're operating upon a presumption too. You ask them, are you willing to claim under full commercial liability that I have an obligation to have such a thing in order to exercise my common law rights? Uh, blah, blah, blah. And of course you don't. In order to find your free man status, you will need to distinguish. There is a, there are a maxim in law that says, he who distinguishes well, learns well. He who questions well, learns well. If you cannot question, you cannot distinguish, you are going to end up being a slave to them. The reason questioning is so powerful, if they ask you a question, you ask them a question right back. We're equal. We're playing tennis. The goal is to get them to answer the question first, answer none of their questions. The reason is, if you are trying, if you are asking questions, the assumption in law must be that you are asking because you don't understand and you want to understand so you can keep the law. The assumption is, and therefore, as long as you are continually asking questions, they can't do anything. They can't claim you're obstructing justice. They can't claim that you're not, uh, that you're in violation of any statute. Just keep asking questions. Okay, everyone, just wanted to uh, play that. Um, that was um, by Robert Arthur uh, Minyard, uh, posted it inside of uh, Tando Radio uh, Show on Facebook. 
and is known as the Freeman on the Land. And it's a uh, very, you know, it it's, has some really true points to it all. And the thing about it is that when it comes to your freedom, you have to be willing to give up everything to maintain it because it's that valuable. So great, great um, account of what being a person and a human being, the distinguishing parts of that. So just wanted to play that for you because that's going to play right into uh, the conversation that we're going to have today and the relevance of it all. But, but before we get to our guest, uh, Brother Bragg, who I'm so happy to have, what I want to do is that I posted inside of Tando, I posted a couple of things that I want to bring to your attention. And the reason why I want to bring this to your attention because it's very important. Now, lately we have had the U.S. government, like many other governments, they are, they've been testing things before they make them go live. And what, and what am I saying about that? And why is that so important? Well, it's just like if you are a engineer of, if, if you, if you make a plane, you engineer a plane, you got a bunch of, uh, you know, people working and, and they're putting it all together, the engineers, the aerodynamic uh, um, engineers, the, the, uh, all of the, you know, turbine um, engineers, the jet uh, engineers, everything, they're putting everything together. What is it before they sell it and put it out into the commercial market or if they, they put it into the military market, the governmental market, if it's a military plane, what do they have to do? They have to test it to make sure it will work exactly as designed. Because you test things before you make them go into full action. So I want to go across some of the tests that have been done recently so that you can kind of, kind of see what is really at hand here. You can make your own decision. And then I think this is going to tie right into the conversation that we're going to have with Brother Braggs as to why would people test these type of things? Who is this really that we're talking about? Who are these so-called imposters of of authority? So one of the first things that I wanted to go to, did you know, were you aware of the banking collapse that was tested by the government? And inside of Tando Radio Show, and if you look, it says um, Bank Apocalypse Drill, U.S. and the U.K. to run too-big-to-fail collapse simulator. This happened, this actually happened last year, I believe. Hold on, let me open this up. It actually happened, yes, in 2014, October of 2014. Take a look at that article and read it. Once again, they test everything before they make it go live. Also, the EBT cards that went down in 17 states, which really turned out to be like, I believe it was like 30 states that, that the EBT cards went down. When did they go down? In October of 2013. Once again, believe that was a dry run, a test for what? 
was to, to come in the future. One of the things that they learned about when, those, when they shut, the, shut down the uh, EBT cards was this. They learned how efficient their system was. And one of the, some of the things that they learned is that in that system, when they shut down some of the EBT cards, some people had unlimited EBT uh, uh, credits. And so that was one of the bugs that they had to work out. They would have never known that that would have been a bug if they never had tested it, just like when they make their first test run of an airplane. The plane was designed to do something, but in actuality there was a bug or a flaw in the overall design. So now you test it. After you create it, you test it to make sure it will do exactly what it is that you want it to do. So we had that. Next, we had the power grid going down simulation that happened and it was called the power grid go down exercise conducted by the US government and this was done last year November 13th and 14th of last year take a look at what this entailed of was all of the electrical grid went down and it was done by the U.S. Um, they actually had uh, some some Chinese um, assistance, some Russian assistance that they don't tell you about, and Canadian and Mexic in Mexico. All the utility the utility workers and FBI agents and anti-terrorist experts, government agencies, where more than 150 private businesses were involved in the power grid down drill. That was last year. Okay, next, we had, we have Jade Helm that's going on. Then you have something that's quite disturbing. I posted inside of Tando Radio Show, and it, it says, Did Obama plan to nuke America this fall, or is Jim uh Growler completely nuts, but this is the thing that was so important about that whole that whole article was the twenty nine palms survey twenty nine palms and the significance about that survey you could look for it for yourself. This was a survey that was conducted in twenty nine palms based in that's a, a marine base out in the desert out here in Southern California and they had a questionnaire the questionnaire just look at the 29 palm survey and then go down to I'm going to just get to it quick because of the time that we have number 46 the question number 46 this was they had questions that they asked uh, the soldiers they were marines and they specifically per, per, uh, asked the marines because they realized that the, the marines would be their biggest adversary in not following their orders that were unconstitutional and un unlawful. So what did they do? They had to, to do a test to see who would participate and who wouldn't participate. And I'm going to tell you what happened from that. Number 46, question number 46, the very last question. The U.S. government declares a ban on the possession, sale, transportation, and transferring of all non-sporting firearms, a 30-day Amnesty period is is uh is permitted for these firearms to be turned over to local authorities. At the end of this period, a number of citizens groups refused to turn over the firearms. 
consider the following statement. I would fire upon U.S. citizens who refuse to resist confiscation of firearms banned by the U.S. government. And their, and their questions was, do you strongly agree, strongly disagree? Disagree, agree, strongly agree, or no opinion? However, these young people answered that question, determined how long they were going to be staying and what they were going to be doing in the military. You don't ask questions this like this unless you want to know the answer to it because of your plan. So let's go on. Also, there was the dividend. There were FEMA camps that were created in this country. Then there were also, there was the derivatives. And the derivatives means to derive something. They basically had an instrument um, that was a totally fraudulent in instrument. And what they wanted to do was they wanted to put the taxpayers on the hook for derivatives. And derivatives, they're not in the billions, they're not in the trillions, they're in the quadrillions quadrillions of dollars which means there's you you can't even pay this out with everyone paying it out the whole world uh, off, off of uh, almost a hundred years of GDP so it's impossible so what did they do they allow Congress put in new laws for the US taxpayer to be liable for bank derivatives losses this was already done in past then before, then this is going to be the last one. One of the things with the banking, also posted inside of Tando Radio Show, the posting that has the actual policy that the FDIC goes under, and it has everything to do with the bank's living will. And it's called the ArnoPorter.com, from ArnoPorter.com. You can see it there on Tando. It has the bank's living will. Who in the world would want to be in a, in a bank that has to have a living will? All of them had to have a living will. Why? Because they plan on executing that living will. So now, we're going to bring in Brother Braggs. And why am I saying all of this? What is the significance of this? The very people that you consider the authorities are the very people that have and always will consider you their subject. And they come about laws and so-called perceived authority in order to control you. Just as the original uh, vi uh, video said that we just had, you're only subject to what you surrender to. And this is so important. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Brother Braggs in and we can have a discussion and a conversation in a dialogue about this and what does this really mean? What what it, does this really mean for you and I and everyone else? So important to have. Brother Braggs, are you there? Yes, sir. Brother Braggs, I just want to thank you, brother, uh, for coming on to Tando Radio Show. Uh, and we got about four minutes before we go to break. But, bruh, you heard the video and you heard yes, some sir. of the things that I, I just ran down. And hey, look, you you know, I was already warning. Look, I, I, I pulled this up for you right quick. Economic yes. shock testing. In recent time, the application for Operation Research and Study of the Public Economy
Tommy has been obvious for anyone who understands the principle of shock testing. In the shock testing of an aircraft airframe, the recoil impulse of firing a gun mounted on the airframe causing shock waves in the structure will tell aviation engineers the conditions under which parts of the airplane or whole airplane or its wings will start to vibrate or flutter like a guitar string under pressure. Mm. Economic engineers achieve the same result in studying the behavior of the economy and the consumer public by carefully selecting a staple commodity such as beef or whatever the commodity may, may be, and they run that test that you just told them about. And yeah. the other thing is introduction to economic amplifiers, which that's when they turn the pressure up to get a desired effect. Brother Braggs, is this is... And look, <laughs> that's from William Cooper, Behold a Pale Horse. That's from, that's what I was about to say. That's from Cooper, uh, Behold a Pale Horse. That is uh, a book that everyone uh, should definitely be reading, you know. So, Brother Braggs, that's uh, one that we should uh, post inside of Tando. Uh, let me tell you, Brother Braggs is well-versed and well-read. And it's, you know, some of the things that Brother Braggs have, has read. We're going to give up, um, we're going to name that Braggs Recommending uh, Reading uh, for Tando. That's that's what we're going to start to have, Braggs Recommending. Oh, I, I, I got a million of them, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. So we're going to go Let me say one thing, man, yes, sir. before we begin. Let me say one thing, brother. Peace to the gods and the goddesses. Peace. Peace, my brother. Peace. No, I'm ready, bro. Ah, I know you are. I know you are. So this is what this, today's show is going to be about. Also, go to Candle uh, Radio Show. We're getting ready to come up on a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to delve into this conversation with Brother Bragg and get in on the conversation, 712-775-7035, participant code 660079. We'll be right back after this quick momentary break. are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back everyone to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, David Wren, a.k.a. Dave from L.A., and today's guest, who you will hear from uh, often is Brother Braggs, who we affectionately call Brother Braggs, and we're talking about the overall agenda and how far this agenda has gone back and what is what is really the motivation behind it. What is the objective and what are some of the methods that they use? And they, you may think that you're free, and that's probably always the first indication that you're not. There's a difference between thinking you're free and knowing that you're free. Mark, mark difference. So if you'd like to get in on the conversation, uh, you definitely can do that. On Today is Friday, and you, if you'd like to talk about some other things that we talked about this week, you could do that also. But um, we brought Brother Braggs in for a very specific reason, and this brother has so much great information and knowledge uh, that he would love to share and impart with you. And I just thought that you would be a great receivers of it and will not squander the knowledge that will be passed along to you. So if you'd like to jump in on the conversation, give us a call, 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079, and just put pound, uh, 
pound six and then pound one to let us know that you would like to uh, have a question or comment, and I will get to you. I don't like to keep our callers waiting. So now, with that being said, let's talk to Brother Braggs. Brother Braggs, once again, thank you for coming on. And let's jump into this this conversation, Brother Braggs. You know, when we just read, and I just gave all these examples and posted inside of Tando Radio Show, and I want to thank you for a lot of the postings that I haven't even gotten to that you sent me that I need to uh, share with everyone else. If if you read them, I know you know what to do with them, bro. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I'm definitely going to to, to get to them because there's two that are too great in this occasion that has to be had. You need your own day with us, <laughs> you know, throughout the week. But brother Bragg, I'm just happy. I'm just happy to hear you every day, man. I'm happy that's to hear you. Abolitionist Radio, Time for Awakening, y'all, my guys, man. That's, I'm that's right. I've been an abolitionist since I was a, a kid. I didn't even know I was an abolitionist. Just my with the way I view the world makes me an abolitionist. Isn't that so true, brother Bragg? That is so true. Now, when did you first realize that you were an abolitionist? When did you? When was your first? I grew up in Brooklyn, East New York, mm-hmm. in the '60s, and uh, I lived around a lot of Jewish people, and they they were from I guess they they were from uh, Europe. They were European Jews. They didn't speak English, and they had very bad attitudes. And I always wondered who they was when I went to school. I asked our teachers about these people, and they they just said they were Jews, and I wanted to know who the Jews were. So I started looking at who were pe- who people were, and just coincidentally. You can't go nowhere without black history, bro. Wherever you no, search, you're going you to find us. We are the key. We are the lost key. There will be no balance on this planet until people know who we are. One of my, my big gripes with this, this country and the way things are done, we have people that are trying to steal our ancestors' heritage. And our ancestors were great people. They put it in stone. That's if right. You, if you if you aware of what's going on in the world now, you got vandals across the ocean trying to destroy things that have stood the test of time. It's actually sacrilegious. And people should be pissed because this is what our ancestors left for us. Look, a people with no history is like a people with no name. That's why, look, they tried to whitewash everything but your ancestors with their genius. They put it in stone. Right, timeless stone. The, the sands covered it, and the winds took uncovered the, the lie. Just blew the sand up, and there's the all the <laughs> in its glory. Hey, man, this is look. People talk that Christian mess. This is my religion. This black thing that I am, this African thing that's in me, that was born in me. It's in all of us if we if we pay attention to that little voice inside of us. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's definitely profound. It's 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 ancient, and it is, you know. And that's the thing, brother Bragg. You got to first understand the truth that really relies in and resides in you. And my thing is that you know I refuse to always accept someone else's agenda and to compromise my morality. And it took you, you know, it took took me different times and everything else, but. Once you start to to really develop that, and it starts at a very early age, and the very you know a lot of people that that start that way, uh, I know my first uh, um, cutting of teeth as as being an abolitionist is when I always start to ask why, but see I wouldn't ask people why for them to give me an answer, I I would ask a first I would ask myself why, and then try to find out for myself, then I would you know, ask a question without them really knowing what my intent was. 
because I wanted to know hear. What? And it was always our seeker. Our seeker wants to know. I want to know the truth, and I'll go yeah. to all all lengths to get it. I'm gonna dig and dig and dig until I find the truth. Now let me tell you something that's so strange. Before it was popular to read books like Transcendental Meditation, I was like mm -hmm. 13 years old with that book. I got it from a secondhand store for like a buck or something. I'm reading this book. My guy's like, "What are you reading this for?" This is when I first found out that it was possible. Like I tell people, I leave my body sometimes. People thought I was kidding, but it's what you believe. When, when, when I sit down and read, I leave my body, bro. My body right. here, but my mind, my spirit is somewhere else. Right. Feeding off of this, this, this light, this, this jewel, this information that it, it fills me, man. I, I can't really. It's religious mm -hmm. to me. You know, mm -hmm. not kneeling on my knees to know Jesus. I'm not saying that. Please don't get it. I don't want nobody to think that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm somewhere else. I'm all the way into my heart. And, and as people move around, when you go to these courthouses court and, and see the scales of balance, that's nothing about my heart. You see wings everywhere you go. That's justice. Now, we live in a country that's always civilizing justice, but how can there be no justice when we profess to be justice? It's crazy. But people got to yeah. look around them and question everything. Yep. The question is more important than the answer because the question is eternal. The uh, answer is temporal. You know, uh, brother... It's it's so it's so important that we know some of the history that ties all of this, and let's let's j definitely jump into this. You know, and all what right. we wanted to talk about was some of the slave codes, yes, sir. and yes, sir. and then you can see once we start talking about these the slave codes, you can see that the slave codes are still in effect, and they're in effect in effect by some of the very same things that we just read about that the the government has been doing and they're in, uh, involved in with these test runs and, and everything else, these are the tools, the, the, the methods of their objective. And it's never really changed because we can never, it's dangerous for us to have blind faith because that's always the first step towards genocide. And we have to look at it for what it really is. So, Brother Braggs, in your research and in some of your re what what have you learned about the 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 black slave codes and every, everything slave uh, slave codes? I was trying to find them. I got so much stuff before me, man. Just work with me. Cause I went of somewhere course. else and I went to find that other thing. All right, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna jump in here from. I'm gonna start. I got two books here. Well, I actually got three that deal with slavery. One of them is Eyewitness History of Slavery in America from Colonial Times to the Civil War. That book's by Dorothy Snyder and Carl J. Snyder. The other book I have is Black Saga, the African-American experience of chronological. chronological. Mm -hmm. But before you go there, remember Walter, we got to do... do, do Brother Bra remember the, the reading that we have right. to do. Okay, you talking about uh, David Walker's appeal? Yes. Yes. Okay, I, I got a little article on that right here. Free Black Publish, Appeal to the Colored People of the World, in Boston on September 28th. David Walker, 1785-1830, a free black publisher, radical anti-slavery pamphlet. Walker's appeal to the colored people of the world. Walker called for blacks in the South to, sh to strike for their freedom, using violence if necessary. Walker's violent thesis was prefaced in the preamble, which stated that blacks were the most degraded, wretched, and abject set of beings that ever lived since the world began. The pamphlet was widely distributed and went into the third edition in 1829. Each publication was more militant than the preceding one. Walker was born in Wilmington, North Carolina, in 1785 to a slave father and a free mother. 
since black children inherited the status of their mother, Walker was free. When he left the South, he settled in Boston, where he operated a used clothing shop. He quickly became a leader in the Colored Association of Boston and was the city's agent for the abolitionist freedom journal. The pamphlet, which came to be known as Walker's Appeal, was so inflammatory that the governor of Georgia ordered the ship that brought the pamphlet held in quarantine for 40 days after the state legislature was called into session to consider the consequences of allowing the pamphlet into the hands of slaves, a bill was passed making it a capital offense to circulate literature that might incite slaves to revolt and offering a reward for David Walker's capture. $10,000 alive, $1,000 dead. Even though his life was threatened, Walker refused to seek safety in Canada. Georgia was not unique in its response to Walker's appeal. When the pamphlet was found in some Louisiana communities, the state passed legislation offering free blacks we had settled in Louisiana after 1825 to leave the state. That's how David Walker's appeal was so dangerous to them. And, you know, That's now you can see where the origins of inciting a riot started. Well, here's a riot right now, a race riot in Cincinnati on August 10th. Let me tell you what year it was also. Uh, 1829, on August 10th, 18. August 10, 1829, a race riot erupted in Cincinnati, Ohio, promoting approximately 1,000 blacks to leave the city of for Canada, Michigan, Western Pennsylvania, and New York. Although Cincinnati's black population had increased over previous several decades, the influence of the colonization society had caused many white citizens, particularly the unskilled, to demand the ouster of the new arrivals. As the hostility was actually warranted, the Cincinnati Colonization Society, excuse mm -hmm. me, man, my tongue is tied, founded in 1826 by some of the city's most prominent citizens, influenced local newspapers to join them in agitating in Cincinnati's free blacks. In the summer of 1829, political officials attempted to enforce Ohio's black laws, which required blacks to post $500 bonds guaranteeing good behavior. When free blacks received no legislative reprieve from their petitions against enforcing the laws, white mobs were justifying and attacking defenseless blacks and burning their homes and communities. In the effort to repress anti-black mob violence in other cities, black leaders, including Samuel Cornish, Richard Allen, and others, called for a national convention in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, which was held the following year. And this, man, these these uh these black books, man, it's so many occurrences that you never heard of. And I right. find it amazing that you never heard of any of this stuff. Right. It, it's really you mean it, you mean you mean it's not a part of American history? It is American history, but they don't report but, on but, it. But you mean it, that's not part? Of, that's not part of the curriculum at at, at school every day. That's not oh, a part no of. Oh no way, baby! <laughs> They're never going to take. Oh, I got another one. Rewards offered offered for slave stealers throughout this period. Slave owners offered rewards for white abol abolitionists and slave stealers. Brought in dead or alive, one staunch abolitionist who had bounty of three thousand dollars on her person, dead or alive, was Laura Haviland a white resident of Adrian, Michigan. Throughout much of her adult life, she harbored future slaves and helped them escape via the Underground Railroad known as Aunt Laura. Haviland was honored with a statue in public square in Adrian, Michigan. Underground Railroad continues to aid uh, escaped slaves. Population overview, blacks in the United States, 1830, a total of 2.3 million black persons lived in the United States. They constitute 18.1% 18 .18 of the nation's 12,860,020 residents. About 45,000 people blacks live in New York, 38,000 in Pennsylvania, 18,000 in New Jersey, 8,000 in Connecticut, 7,000 in Mass. And they give a chronological, they go throughout as time goes. They show you how the population of blacks uh, grows in these places. And then we have, because of riots, riots, we have mass migrations from the south to the north. 
well, from the south to the west, and right. to the and to the so people get out of there because they they feel so threatened. In it's so many riots that that, that go un, that go unreported. I'm just going to give you a quick overview of some things. Uh, let me see. Yeah, and you know what? That is so true. Why you're getting that? Uh, you know, this is why it's so important for us to understand. In in today's in today's world, they try to. You know, as Brother Braggs was saying, when he reads, he, his mind and his spirit leads his body. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that you characterize it that way because that's exactly what happens. Um, but it, it happens in reverse when you just watch TV. You, the human body actually, if you're listening to the radio and reading, you experience one thing, one thought process. One part of the brain is triggered and, and is firing off compared to another part of the brain when you're watching TV. When you're watching TV, you go into a contonic state. You actually go into a state of daydreaming. And that's why the TV is so dangerous, is because it tells you how to think and what to think. It puts you in a daydream state so that the subliminal messages will get through without any interruption. This is what the TV does. This is what scientists have found from the brain waves of from from people reading and listening to uh reading or or listening to the radio is different from someone that is actually watching a television. The one that's in a, that's um on the television watching a television is in a daydream state. The one that is reading or listening to a radio is actually thinking. Cog has great cognitive thought. So this is scientific, uh, also, brother Bragg. So just wanted to to say that yes, that's that definitely does happen, and um, it's it's so necessary. And that's why one of the importance of of reading and reading as much as you can. But go ahead, brother Bragg. And I wanted to tell you guys something else, too, about this manumission. I found that to be fascinating, too. Buying freedom and manumission. Although slaves had to have extraordinary intelligence, determination, and luck to make it work, a surprising number actually brought themselves. Legally, slaves could own nothing, but in fact, some earned a little money for themselves. Plantation owners often permitted the slaves to farm small plots and sell their produce or make baskets or brooms for sale. In great market transactions, slaves sold moonshine and stolen goods. Well, they would say stolen goods. A more likely way for slaves to accumulate money, however, arose from prices of higher and higher, which owners did not appear to need the service of the slaves, least their labor to someone else. So, you could buy your, your freedom or manumission by doing some act that saved the, the master, so to speak. If you, like, told that it was going to be a slave revolt, and you snuck in there and said, hey, master, they're getting ready to come get you. Hey, but they were like, you free. Now, some places, some states had laws that you couldn't uh, manumit a slave or make them free. Yep. And they want free slaves because they, they were against free slaves or against free labor. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It, exactly. And, exactly. And we have to we have to pay attention. A lot of these riots that went through the U.S. that are never reported, it was because black communities were doing so well. Now you got to remember, people really don't talk about this. They talk about Bonnie and Clyde, they like they heroes or something. Well, during the Great Depression some things that I read when Bonnie and Clyde were robbing banks the wire banks didn't have any, any money because 
everything had crashed. They were in the South robbing the black banks because they were the only ones that had money. The black, black communities weren't, weren't really bothered by the Great Depression because they were already under white supremacy. So the Great Depression to them was just another day in the sunshine. Hmm. My family told me that. My uncle was like, the Depression didn't mean anything to us. They had gas coupons back then. My uncle said, I sold gas coupons. That's how I made my money. Yep. Yep. Brother Braggs, we have someone in queue. Um, we're going to go to that caller uh, uh, very quickly. But, you know, it's so funny, uh, Brother Braggs, is the same practices. I hope that you are putting some of the connections, the same practices of, of maintaining slavery are still the same practices today but they try to oh, give no you doubt. they try to they try to doctrine it up and give it and give it a, a politically correct term in, oh, in, oh, in oh, what oh. they're doing but it's the same thing so let's go to this caller uh, brother Braggs because I don't like to keep okay. callers uh, wait let's go to it welcome brother Davis yeah I'm calling from Nebraska today man uh, this is this this is a great topic, and the reason being is because we don't understand what multiple images at a multi, at a maximum speed do to our psyche. Now, the reason why I say that is because that is the new technological pro brainwash program of today. That's why you see a lot of these movies coming out that get major attention, like 12 Years a Slave. It keeps you in that mentality. And the sad right. part about it is that we haven't developed ourselves to understand the importance of the statement that you just made in reference to reading, radio, and watching TV. See, we are people of image. So 90% of the images that are in our mind aren't even our own. So, therefore, the philosophy behind placing those images there is already inside the concept of the multiplication of those images. A lot of people will say, yeah, I'm a warrior, but yet when they get in situations where they will get in confrontations, that person that comes out is not the warrior they speak about. It's the person that mastered, that's been mastered by the images that they've been watching. Exactly. And the sad part about exactly. the sad part about it is that we have not grown to develop the understanding that we are people of visuality. We literally are taught through images. So therefore we become victimized by this programming that's been done by design. And that's why a lot of black people today do hear them say what we can't do. They need to focus on what we can do because what they speak into being is what happens. And that's because of the programming that we receive today. But be blessed, brother. I'm listening. Man, brother, brother David, yeah, brother, before, brother before David, you go, that was so true. You know, that was so true. You know, the thing I really want the thing to, I really to, want to really talk about really real quickly, about again, is that again, the yeah. image of the warrior, the warrior, electrical, electrical mirage that is not generated, is not by, generated your by your representation of your spirit and your free will. And that's how they're able to get us to surrender our free will willingly. Absolutely. And, you know, the sad part about it is that most people don't understand the true warrior nature of its humanity is literally a feminine power. Now, how, why I say that is because men have, are territorial, but women are not. Women are people of what they call compassion. So their emotional aspects kick in before the awareness of a circumstance. Perfect example, you walk up on a woman and her child. 
you watch how she reacts. You walk close to her children and she's not between you, you watch how she acts. See, with men it's different because men go into atmospheres of work which teaches us, pre-programs us to be submissive to command. That's why money plays a, such an important role in our daily interaction. They created a value in money that allows men to be submissive in order to get it because of what they can do with it. There's always a philosophy behind what is done in the Western technology. And that's why when people talk about situations or things that they need, that's been generated because that means that they will have to go out here and do something to get that money in order to suffice that situation. You're absolutely right, Brother, absolutely right, brother, brother Davis. It's a psychological warfare that we're in. It's the art of war. And, you know, it's and, so important you know, that, that we understand when we're truly ready, we're truly to, be ready free, to be free, that is when our women will say, enough is enough. Absolutely, as long as they do not become victimized by the programming, because you have to understand the women is the true target. They already had the prison Always industrial casting. complex, which has been designed to contain to, and lock up men. Now, yep. they always had that, but what they didn't have was the ability to bridle the spirit of women so they will not have children. So you have to understand, in essence, it's not about us as black people. It's about what that woman brings into the world that comes in a free universal package, which is what the doctor was talking about. We come into this world with a basic mindset of development, but with the wrong knowledge, you can't develop rightly. So there goes while we are in the situation we are in, because we have been predominantly taught with Western technology that dumbs us down and keeps us docile. Yep, keeps us docile. Yep. Brother, keeps us docile. Brother, Brother Davis, thank you Brother so much. Davis, thank you so much. Uh, and be safe, uh, much love be safe, to you. Much love and to you. Sister Davis, and and can't Davis, wait to catch up with you guys. Much, much love and respect. Much love and respect. All right, peace, brother. Yes, sir. As always, the wisdom of Brother Davis. What else can you say? Brother Brother Braggs. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, I know you, you heard what, what, what Brother Davis was, was saying, and it's it goes right in line with what we've been talking about, what you always call and talk about and what you're talking about now. You know, a land without men is occupied. A land without women is barren. And so, that's it. That's it. you know, I'm gonna say Remus and Romans when you say that, don't you? Yeah. The land on us, the land, the, the the city established on a hill, a city that ended up being a city of death. Yeah. And happens to that city and would invite the townspeople to come up for libations. And while they would come up for libations, they would go down to the town and rape and molest their daughters and wives. Um. So the city on the hill wasn't what all it was cracked up to be. Now, I went that way because I want to say that this leads me into the belief of my beliefs about Rome and the Greeks. Yes, let's talk about that. These, these manufactured histories, that they, 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 they not only manufactured, they piggybacked the Egyptian and the Ethiopian, and they plagiarized everything they did. They got things attributed to these people that they, they just couldn't do. They don't even understand it. They don't understand uh, Mayat. They don't understand Kemetic. 
teachings. They don't understand that. They just put their names on things that they they're not the author of. And, and I study a lot, so this this is this is where I, this is where it's sacred to me. Because yes. once again, they're, they're usurping our, our ancestors' accomplishments. Now, you wouldn't believe that the Ark is affiliated with electricity, would you? Say that again. Say, I missed you. What did you the say? The Ark is affiliated with. Oh, of course. Uh, yes. The Ark of the Covenant. Yes. Of electromagnetism. Yes. That's yes. It comes from the Ark. Yep. Now they got all these people who own and vote and all these cats talking about they created, but it was created by the Ethiopians and the Egyptians. Yep. You see, that's once again that's why that know thyself. Every time you hear that know thyself, you should know that that know thyself was on every temple in Egypt and temples that had anything to do with the Egyptians, the Ethiopians, and some temples over here in America. Arawak, Dogon, Omex. We, we get deep. The Negritos, man, this black thing is so deep that people just knew. They watch too much TV. You need to open these books. Break these books. Free your mind. And you can really go places. Look, they got things right now going on. Like uh, yesterday, I couldn't get to you guys when you were talking about this. Do you know right now, uh, if you go to Ghana, Ghana will give you land. Yeah. Uh, also in South Africa, what, what's the president over there? My man, my man that does not play. He's a bad brother. He's my hero. I oh, oh uh, in South He's Africa. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, he was the he was the one that brought them into the bricks. He's a bad man. Yes. Now, he, he didn't he, start off that way. But he saw the light. And that's what I'm saying. We can all see the light. That, that is so so, tr so true, uh, now, Brother Braggs. Yes. I want to piggyback on something else because here my mind is slipping again. But you had asked me about those slave stories. I wanted to break this down for you. you, you we were talking about fifty. I'm just going real quick because I hate to have to read it, but I don't want to preface it like it's my words because these are not my words. This book is from Runaway Slaves. Franklin and uh, Swiner. And uh, during the 18th and 19th centuries, every southern state passed laws concerning runaways. While they differed slightly from state to state, the codes and civil and criminal cases that evolved were similar in defining who the runaways, how they should be apprehended, and what would happen to them. After they were captured, any slave who shall be found more than 20 miles distant from the plantation, tenement, or other place where such slaves employed or required to be by his owner, overseer, or employer, without a written pass or permission, was a runaway. An 1839 Arkansas statute said, mirroring those in other states, any white person could apprehend a slave and turn him or her over to a justice of the peace. Now, this is what I'm saying, a justice of the peace. <laughs> the apprehender would receive reimbursement from the county for the mileage he had traveled and was eligible for a $15 reward. The county sheriff was then instructed to advertise the captured slave, describing him or her by name, physical appearance, wearing apparel, and name of the owner. If the runaway went unclaimed for 12 months, the sheriff was instructed to advertise and sell the slave at the courthouse to the highest bidder. After deducting expenses of apprehending, securing, advertising, maintaining, and selling the slave, the sheriff was instructed to turn the remainder of the money over to the county. Owners could reclaim their property at any time before the auction or designate others to do so. While most states passed similar statutes, there were differences from state to state. In Maryland, Maryland, owners were required to inform slaves serving for a term of years who absconded, 
that if they persisted in such action, they could be so out of the state according to 1833 and 1845 Acts of General Assembly in Louisiana, the buying and selling of slaves came with a legal warranty saying that the slave was not a runaway. If a purchaser could prove the seller knew about such behavior, but still sold the slave, the buyer could return the slave or sue for a refund. In oh, wait, 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 brother, brother, right, brother, right. hold on, because, man, this is so good. We're getting ready to come up on a break, and I want you to hold on, because... There is so much that you are saying look, that we've got to remember. All of that's going on right now. Right now. The, the, the industrial complex is the egg, same thing. It's a different exactly. thing. We're going to put it all together. When we come back, I want, I want you to finish. Uh, but we got to go to a commercial break real quick. You're listening to uh, Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. Um, if you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 712-775-7035, this is code 660079. We'll be right back after this quick pressure. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. And if you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. And we're having a conversation about the slave codes and how they are still relevant today and still in acting today. And Brother Braggs was running down how um, if a if a runaway slave was uh, caught, the process and the procedures to be taken to legally turn them back over with ret- with uh, reward cash for the catch. <laughs> now, one of the things I want to uh, one of the things that Brother Braggs was saying is so key. Now you can see how the establishment of property tax was, okay? Because this was the thing: property tax is illegal in history, really, if you're not using your your home as a part of your business. But it flourished so much because what? The plantations were some of the homes, then this was their businesses, and this is how the states uh, brought but about the land was broken up until they attached the slaves to the land. That's exactly. when the land came back. Exactly. So, Brother Braggs, um, so going back to, to pick back up where where you were when, when you were talking about... Oh, okay. And then okay, that, in Louisiana. I think with Louisiana, right? That's where I was yeah. at, right? In Louisiana. Yeah. Okay, in Louisiana, buying and selling of slaves came with a legal warranty saying that the slave was not a runaway. If a purchaser could prove that the seller knew about such behavior but still sold the slave, the buyer could return the slave or sue for a refund. In Tennessee, any slave taken up as a fugitive had to be regularly, now listen to this, had to be regularly committed to the public jail as opposed to jails or pens owned by private slave trading companies. In Mississippi, Indian agents were to receive $30 for each runaway they captured or secured in the Indian nation. The agent could also build a jail, procure irons for the confinement or better security of all runaway Negroes. In Alabama, if a runaway was not chained within 10 days, the jailer was required to publish a description 
for 30 days in the nearest newspaper is still un unclaimed for the next six months. The jailer should advertise in newspapers in Mobile, Montgomery, Tus Tuscaloosa, and Huntsville. In Texas, slave catchers who brought the black runaways from west of the San Antonio River could demand and receive the sum of $50 for each and every slave. In short, every southern state has its own comprehensive legal code for identifying, capturing, jailing, advertising, returning, and selling runaway slaves. By the late antebellum period, runaway laws comprise the significant sectors of each state's legal code. Indeed, important slave owners attached to this problem was reflected in the same time and energy they devoted to fashion, fashioning these laws. When the Tennessee, Tennessee Assembly wrote its slave code in 1857 and 58, for example, it created four charters to deal with the crime and delinquency. These included police regulations for slaves, offenses mm -hmm. committed by slaves or, or against slaves, and offenses against the police and the economy of slavery, including forging passes. Now, these people are trying to get away from slavery. Forging passes, secreting <laughs> on enticing slaves, kidnapping slaves among the 131 sections in these chapters, maybe half dealt in one way or another with runway. 61 of 131 out of one out of seven, 19 of 131 sections dealt specifically with runaways. How and when they were to be jailed, advertised, hired, employed, redeemed, returned, and so on letting such slave to hire the jailer before delivering him or to he or to the hire shall call an iron collar to put on his neck, stamp PG, public gall, one <laughs> section read, and then he shall not be answerable for his escape. Royal work Tennessee lawmakers unused when time and effort they spent attempting to solve these problems. Such laws were designed to control the movement of slaves when away from the plantation, to protect the master's property, to provide an efficient means of returning or selling fugitives. The laws, of course, did not always work smoothly in practice. Disputes arose concerning payments and rewards, energies to pursue and pursue, even the legal ownership of runaways. In addition, some of the laws were poorly conceived. In 1804, a group of Virginia whites noted the inaccuracy of a statute governing captives captains who hit slaves on their trading vessels. The penalty was adequate death without benefit of clergy, they said, but the law contemplates the punishment after the fact and after the slave has gone to sea. There were also problems in determining the penalty for killing a slave on the run. South Carolina, for example, made it a capital offense. A group of Christ Church parish plantation owners asserted that the law increased the number of runaways. Slaves understood the statute, the planters claimed, and were willing to take more chances. Prior to the passing of the law of 1821, enacted to act to increase the punishment inflicted on persons convicted of murdering any slave. The memorialists asserted blacks were in every respect more obedient and better service and infinitely more trustworthy and faithful than they had been subsequently. The evils of runaway had risen significantly since its passage. Woo! Brother, okay. brother, brother, brother back. See, now, now let's, let's look at this. Let's take a look at this. There was great energy, infrastructure, treasure systems of control exactly and this is the thing about that they never relinquished any of that that's why slavery has never ended in this country the because only it difference built is this. this country they still got vigilantes but it's organized instead of everybody being slave catchers now they got law enforcement DEA FBI boo 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 yah 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 see <laughs> what I'm saying they, right, they right. built a whole thing around <laughs> slavery a whole institution of of Right. They slavers, man. Right. I used to watch They slavers, man. That's right. And you know, it's so funny for for us to really. How can you really think that you live in 
any form of freedom here when the everything the whole institution the corporation of this uh, of this uh, nation the United, the corporation of the United States was built off of slavery their business plan was slavery and it's never ended it's still well, well, hold here. on hold, hold on one minute let, let me put you right where you talk about to slow the tide of runaway, southern states relied on a system of patrols beginning in colonial times. Legislators passed laws granting local officials, including county judges, authority to constitute patrols to control the slave population. They ranged in size from one, two, or three to a dozen or more. They were organized in military fashion with captains, sergeants, patrols, privates. And they had legal authority to search virtually anywhere for peace. In times and parts, they could hold an appointment through exclusive authority as of Virginia. In 1801, special patrols were formed to put down a rumored slave insurrection. As one patroller said, they were instructed to search the Negro cabins and take everything which we found in them, which bore a hostile aspect, such as powder shot, etc., and were told to apprehend every Negro whom we found from his home, and if he made any resistance or ran from us, to fire on him immediately left he could be stopped by other means. In parts of the South, patrols frequently roamed across the country to flush out runaways. In the fall winter of 1814, a runaway game becomes so a runaway gang became so troublesome and offensive in the area along Goose Creek, St. James, Paris, South Carolina, 16 miles from Charleston. The members of patrols were given instructions to shoot any slave who did not surrender. Within a week, patrollers had killed two runaways, both belonged to Edward Basile. In South Carolina, patrollers could point to an early law giving them the legal right to kill any slave who fled. This statute was used by Lieutenant James Moore Ford, who led an armored group of men in search of Bison and Gable, runaways owned by a member of the House of Representatives from Colleton District. The two slaves were discovered, shot, and killed. Later, a patrol captured the notorious runaway April, owned by Thomas W. Price, who was believed had lured Bristol and Gable away from their owner's plantation. Patrols near hmm. Charleston were similarly stuck in pursuing, okay? So you see that any time they're pursuing runaway slaves, with no retribution, they have the right to kill with impunity. Exactly, and we you know what, brother? Basically, under those same slave codes, right now, we operate under that same color of law, man. Exactly, because all of those laws are still on the books, and all of those practices are still in. And, and that's in, why in people effect. wonder, are so bewildered by why they're doing nothing because it's legal. Technically, yep. it's yep. not legal. It's immoral. No, no, no. It's, so don't it's get not. me wrong. I want to make my position perfectly clear. It's immoral. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and it's and so you know, and the thing about that is that when you really stop to look at it, and you can never have an abolishment of slavery unless it's just like organized crime, because that's what slavery is. It's organized crime. You can't have an abolishment of slavery without destroying the whole infrastructure that slavery oh, had oh. built. Now, because okay, if you do something long enough, it becomes your culture. They did this for years, so this is the culture that has today, been to, today, to this very this, day. Dave, yep. It's just my opinion, Dave. If yep. you are founded on criminality, yep. and you practice criminality, I would say, from the news that I used to watch, I don't watch TV, I would say that you're a criminal. Yep. If, if that's the case, um, my moral compass says that. I think that I'm completely right. You and are. People should start taking a look at who they call heroes. Take a look at your heroes, and you tell me if they're heroes or zeros. If a man got blood on his hand, he can't be a hero. If he was a rapist or a murderer, he can't be a hero. Not my hero. Not, not right. from where I come from. So people got to reevaluate what they believe. 
the belief system's got to be checked. Don't be scared to check the evalu evaluate your belief system. It's no crime, and it won't hurt you. It expands your mind. Mm. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with being passive. I'm anything but passive. But I am right. humble. There's nothing wrong with being humble. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> no, no, not, nothing at all, <laughs> nothing at all. So, Brother Bragg, now, when you look at these, when you look at these slave codes and these slave practices, these slave laws, this goes back not only to what I really want to talk about now and, and, and tie this in is how this, why was this invoked? Because you said something earlier. The land has no value unless the energy is there. Look. And uh, so, let's, touch on let's that. Let's talk about two things. Let's talk about Arsenio. And Arsenio was a decree from Portuguese, I think, believe it's the Portuguese king who gives people charters to go take 3,000 Africans at this time, 3,000. But he really didn't have the right to give those because he didn't own anything. That's what you, this is what you're talking about right now. So you got to yeah. remember the slavery. These people who never saw these people, who didn't know them, went into somebody's house, their country, unannounced, and stole people raped and murdered and killed them, took them to a faraway place. In some cases, they were already there. They never left. So, Because we got black people that never left here. And I want people to understand, we were already here. We were already in so many places. If the climate was, was manageable, we were there. <laughs> if we couldn't get there, we traveled there because that's who we were. And if it was cold, we didn't stay long. <laughs> right, brother. But we didn't have to. Look, we didn't have remember to. Right. This, this, is, this is what I always tell people. Every place that we inhabited was paradise. That's right. We, we we didn't have to be aggressive. Our women didn't wear clothes because they were beautiful, first of all, and we respected our women. Right. We didn't rape women. That That's not our culture. That's not what we did to each other. That was all this nonsense that we on now was learned. And we can unlearn it. Some things can be unlearned. Bad behavior can be unlearned. Once you know thyself, I'm telling you, that know thyself, people keep saying it's not Greek, it's Egyptian, Ethiopian, African. Know thyself. If you know thyself, brother, once you know who you are, you God, brother. Not just because I'm saying it. Once you start researching one now, you're going to find out you are God. Your ancestors were geniuses. When, when, when Alexander the Great came into Egypt, he wanted to be revered as a pharaoh. The priests would not allow that for <laughs> right. him to be put up there as a pharaoh. So he made himself a king. Now, if you notice, pharaohs didn't call themselves kings. They called themselves pharaohs. Or they called their thing, themselves things like Naga. Now, people say, yep. and I'm not going to argue with anybody about this, Naga, Naga, or Nagas, is an Ethiopian sovereign, king. It. It's a king. So I want people to do their work. And stop letting people tell you anything. These people knew who we were. They took a they took a, a, a royal word and defiled it. Call you nigger. You low down nigger because they know your greatness. Everything that they tell you is opposite of what it is. Study, brother. Study, study, study. You going brother. You gonna be three feet off the ground because that's <laughs> what light does. It elevates. So so true. And this is this is actual and factual. Uh, where Brother Braggs is, is talking about. Now, Brother Braggs, now, let's get get, get back to now when, because you had touched on it, and it, it was so powerful the, okay, well, about the, the on, land. Me, man. You know when I start rolling, man, you got to bring it back. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's perfect. I, I love it. It's perfect. And, and No, no, 
without rain, because I have one of the you follow the spirit. You, you good? You are uh, totally living in the barracoons. The, the, we had these brothers all over on all these different countries, always fighting. People think that the slaves just laid down. No, they didn't just lay down. They now, burned down. Say bombs. it again. Please they, they say it again. They, they did. They sabotaged things. Some some days they didn't want to be bothered. They wouldn't work. They get up today. I'm not working. They said, I, we got to go out there and see if we can get old George to do something. Old George raised a kid a day. You better leave old George alone. <laughs> but that's the things that they don't say. They were people, man. They were trying to live under a, a, a terrible system, man. And if you really, if you can empathize, if you can just feel it in any kind of way. I hear people say all the time, oh, why you want to know about that stuff? That's back then. Man, mm. you got to know where you've been to know where you're going to go. Mm. You got people that paved the way for everything we do today. They bled for us. And that's why... I believe that we should be international. We should go to Africa. We should be here. We should be able yeah. to connect from around the world because that's who we are. Yeah. You should, I, you should I, be a sovereign. Totally like agree. you always say, a sovereign comes and goes as he pleases. He goes where he wants to go, where he needs to be because he feels he needs to be there. Exactly. That's brother. That, God is, that's, that's God, so is God because God is God because he knows. Yeah, I totally agree because with you. Because of the all. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, totally agree with you. Now, Brother Brad, you know, the, the land, what what made the land here so valuable? Because when they first, when you know, they... they what made the land so valuable, as they, as they flooded this country with immigrants, what they did, if you took an indentured slaver, I'm sorry, an indentured servant, for each indentured servant, I think it was 100 acres of land. Yeah, it was 100 you acres of land. It, you could lease it, or you could buy it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, they give it to you. Mm-hmm. Well, you and it had to be redeemable in seven years. Then right. right. yeah. but, but now, now remember this: they didn't redeem them because now remember mm-hmm. we talking about criminals now. Right, right. Servants got worked to death. They never got. They said right. they didn't live through the seven years. And if you were Irish, you probably didn't make it. Yep. And that's another thing they don't know. They were Irish slaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, these brothers got to know. When you go around this world, you can go into Indian, the Davidians, uh. Man, we're everywhere. You can go to Pacific Islands. We're there. Hawaii, we're there. China. Here, America, we were here. China. Now, these people these people who say they're here, they're everywhere, every one of them was an intruder, interloper. They came and conquered land. What they did is they walked into places where people were, were, were docile, and, and people were, were actually, people were civilized. And that, that's the word I was trying to remember, because we always hear this. We went there to Christianize these heathens. Savages. Right, 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 right. The but civilized the were, were not murderous or rapists, and they didn't steal nobody's land. So how right. did they become savages? Right, right. Brother. How right. did they be senseless man with superior? My man comes in with superior weapons, and you, you the savage who who here not in your flock, tending your farms, taking care of your women, your children, building divine culture, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, astrology, mathematics. That's what we did. Electricity, everything that these civilizations use came from African, Ethiopian, Egyptian. We are the foundation of this planet. People need to recognize who we are. That's all I'm screaming about. Wherever you see me, you're going to hear me talk about the black man, the African black man. I'm not, I don't call myself American. It just no. happens to be my situation. I had no control over that. And I've made the best of my existence, no doubt. You know, Brother Bragg, I'm glad you said that. Because um, whenever I <coughs> fly, I always look out uh, the window, and I laugh, and I say, 
I'm not a nationalist. I'm a globalist. Exactly. The, the great creator it's created everything. I don't see the maps and the constraints of Canada, United States, and all of that, because I know what those are. Those are slave territories being defined and defined by... That's right, of eminent domain. All of that came from the African. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. But they didn't use it like that. They didn't use it like that. This is something else. This is just, this is my my thesis right here. Now, this is not anything I read. It's just from what I've undertaken, what my understanding from things that I've read about. When you start talking about these Europeans, it gets really deep. Because you got to remember, it's a whole stretch of history you don't even hear about, like the Moors that ruled Europe for no. 800 years, like black Vikings that ruled Europe. Now, when they talk about black ball, black male, they're talking about us. Catch the keywords. Catch, catch the quotes. Remember the book I told you earlier, Poison Mind, Dirty, what was it, Poison Minds, something where books like that, you could, it, it helps you interpret certain, if you see certain things, it helps you interpret it. But back to, back to the point. Uh, Everything that we use in this civilization came from those Ethiopians and the Egyptians. And people might as well recognize, start teaching your little kids about who they are. We, the reason our boys had a problem, when I went to school, I had a problem. I couldn't stay there and be focused on <laughs> C, Dick, Jane, and Spot run. Spot got a ball. How, one plus one is four. Six foot, man, come on, man. My whole day, eight hours, this is what we doing all day. I guess black children do get bored. My mind was on something else. I could be catching flies catching frogs, that's what me and my boys did. We can, we can find snakes, we're digging the dirt, see, we can find, you know, being indoctrinated into a system right. to make you subservient, to yeah. make you docile, to make you, to, 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 to keep you in a bottle, to not let you use the light that burns within. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but Ooh, let that, that God again. in you, expose that God in you, let that God in you shine. We all right. got it in us. Once the proper stimulus, the, the, the right vibration, and you, you excel, you explode, and we all got it. That's what, and that's that's my message to everybody. It's in all of us. Just find out what floats your boat. You know, it's so funny, brother Rags, because you're gonna have to say that again. But when you talk about the schools, when you were in school and everything else, and and to me, um, the schools was nothing more to me than the future prison cells. Uh, mm -hmm. In the in the future future, because if you're really going to have to, to actually give an education, then no child or person needs schooling because schooling is nothing more than reciting and repeating what someone else's agenda is. And education is built off of what you can create from who you are. Coincidental learning and every day just moving around, some of the best education you get, just moving around. If you just read anything you pick up, you, you, you will learn so much because that's going to open up a fast like makes you curious about everything once you start reading things something happens like a light a spark I, I can't really I can't really I'm a book freak I'm saying because I, I want to know some things right. I used to always wonder how these people had all this land but they got that land from every slave that they brought or war indentured servant they got the government gave them this land now come to future let's, let's go to the GI Bill they had all these programs they excluded blacks that's why we didn't have houses and some, when they say Suburban, they were subsidized. So when you hear suburban initially, suburban was subsidized by the government. So they went out there and got houses for two, three thousand dollars. Now when you and I come in, in the eighties and the nineties to buy that same house, they paid three thousand for the house. We paid ninety thousand, seventy thousand. So the game is already stacked to get to his rig. You gotta pay attention to everything. 
saying. You do, you do, brother. It's right, just what it is. This, this is why. When, as long as you, you hear me say this all the time, by their rules, they will rule. Yes, and this is why it's so important for us to uh, develop and, and to come together and establish our our own because you are as free as you demand yourself to be, and you are as enslaved as much as you surrender your will to it. That's really where it is. It doesn't matter what a law is. The law is nothing but a piece of paper that has some written words on it. It has no effect until you surrender your energy to it, and then now you give it authority. The law has no authority other than what you give it. And you need to start giving the laws of primary, absolute, unleanable rights to yourself. You are not subject of any person or any organization or institution that, that claims you because they spoke it. You have to speak a different language. There are some languages that are very dam- da- dangerous for you to, to learn to speak. It comes from the grimoires is so dangerous. Grimoires meaning the grammar of things. You have to know and speak the right language. So, man, brother Bragg, it's, it's, it's amazing how um, in, in, in your whole journey. Now, let's start to bring this around to, you know, let's, let's have some furtherance on this as far as how these slave laws have, have continued. And, and let's, let's, where do you see this now and, and from the past, from your past findings? I was trying to figure out what was going on that, that police are killing us with impunity. I'm saying that they, they actually just fire on people and nothing's happened. So I was trying to figure out what laws could they possibly operate under that this is going on and nothing is happening. And then I started looking at the black slave codes. And the, uh, the, the black slave codes, and the, they got also the code, the black code. They either got the mm-hmm. slave code and the black codes. They're two different codes, but they're codes that end up spreading all over the United States they, to, to stop your movement. Actually, they terrorized the hell out of you, basically. That's what I, actually it was. Because what they did, they empowered everybody. If they didn't help, they could be fine. So that means everybody was helping, and then if they helped, they got paid for helping. So they they made the whole country ostracize black people. That's basically what they did. And then the government government never intervened on the behalf of its citizenry, no, which is us. No, no. And what were some of the everyday uh, <coughs> um, the, some of the everyday uh, um, white people that were in the country? And, and from just your findings and everything, what was their overall conditions and situations uh, uh, with it? You know, some of them may not have approved of it, but they eventually had to participate in it, correct? You talking about abolitionism or what? No, 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 outside of uh, abolition, but just uh, uh, the overall uh, agenda of slavery um, and, and how well, every, it caught everyone up in it, you know, because uh, well, we, we talked about that earlier this, this morning. It, they made everybody partake of it. They, when they right. okay, legislated, everybody started partaking of slavery. Everything is set up based on slavery. And it, it's, it's basically a mirror of the situation that the prison system right is today, because it's basically the yeah. same system. It's just it a is. different time. And, and when they fool people with the exception clause in the 13th Amendment, the 14th Amendment giving corporations the right as personage, as people, putting them on an even stand with slaves, because that's basically what they did, Yep. So they gave a corporation got more power than a slave because a corporation got unlimited resources. Yep. 
and they can and control laws. Unlimited, unlimited resources be. in impunity because there is no corporation that you can in jail. You you can That's you right. can send to jail. You can't send a corporation uh, to to have a death penalty against a, cor- a corporation. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. And you can't restrict the movement of a corporation. But go ahead, Brother Braggs. Just go ahead, finish it, because this just is gonna run a, 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 From those times, I'm going to run a few things from back in those times. You got a white newspaper commits on Nat Turner. Even white newspaper could treat the subject of Nat Turner with cold sympathy. Nat seems very humble, willing to answer any questions, indeed quite communicative. And I am disposed to think tells the truth. I heard him speak more than an hour. He really avowed motive, confessed that he was the prime instigator of the plot, that he alone opened his master's doors and struck his master the first blow with the hatchet. He clearly verified the accounts which had been given of him. He is shrewd, intelligent fellow, Richard Wade. Nat Turner's remains. Uh, fear rebellion, religious slave four-minute rebellion, hidden slave rebellion. Now, see, these all these are things that are going on that you never hear about. This is a now, now this book I'm in right here is 101 things everyone should know about African American history, and 101 is Frederick Douglass resists uh, covert brutality, slaves appointed Navy captain of stolen ship. These are things that are just going on. Punishment of slaves pleases God. Runaways the first runaways. Successful runaways living in maroon colonies. Recaptured maroon colonies. Maroon slaves rather die than be captured. Black Seminoles. A future yep, slave Black Seminoles. 1793. Uh, escape to freedom seems formidable. Allen and Allen with craft. The obstacle to slaves escape. Future Slave Act of 1850. First arrested. Henry Box Brown. That's the guy who escaped in the box. William Peel Jones. The death of Solomon Northrop's freedom. Solomon Northrop. I believe he's the, the dude who played the instrument. I don't want to read yep. the whole thing right now. I believe that's him. He was a fiddler, and he was at a concert, and the slave catchers, because that's what they were. Just like you could go to the store right now to get a beer, and you may not be paying attention, and all of a sudden, a slave catcher sees you, asks you for your identification. You don't have none. Guess what? Slave catcher got you, because he's going to take you down if you don't have identification. Hmm. Yep. It's terrible, Yo. man. It's the, same, it's the same dilemma, man, when you really think about it, man. No, it's, it's no different. And, and then those that, there will be those that will make an excuse against it. So, oh, we're getting ready to come up. I'm sorry, Brother Bragg. We're getting ready to come up on a commercial break. You're listening to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back after this quick uh, commercial break. Let them know they're missing out, Mama Africa. Sweet blackness, oneness, be there. Let them know they're missing out. Sing again. This is Brother Elliot. First of time for an awakening, and you're listening to Black Talk Radio Network, new media for the new millennium. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. We're having a conversation with Brother Braggs. If you have any questions or comments uh, 
before Brother Braggs be pleased, give, um, jump in in the conversation. Uh, give us a call, 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. I tell you, Brother Braggs is bringing some real, <laughs> I love it, he's bringing some real information, and it's so important that we educate ourselves and actually sit down and allow ourselves to to endure, I mean, to, to engross ourselves with our history so that we can be able to establish our own agenda. And this is class is in session, and we have the great Professor Braggs, who I'm affectionately uh, uh, calling him now. You, you are no longer Brother Braggs. You're, you're Brother Professor Braggs, uh, because this is so important. The, the class is in session, and I'm I'm being so so schooled and, and it's it's amazing the education that we'll receive. Not even school, but education. What's that, brother? I just want to share two two things with you guys that I was looking at right quick. Sure. The, the one thing I, I want to read this little this little uh, this, this, well I'm gonna get through it. Check this out. Just check this out. You're mm-hmm. a history historian and scholars. Of, and first, let me preface this. This is from Nishad Al Amin, the True Myth, the Black Vikings of the Middle Ages. Preface that. All right. Eurocentric historians and scholars almost never mention racism. That is, a collective white racial hatred towards the non-white people. In their assessments of European colonization and warfare, they have excused European trespassing and destruction of numerous non-Christian cultures. And people as mere acts of economic necessity for Europeans or strategic Euro-Terrorists. Oh boy, Euro-Terrorists, okay. I'm from the unnecessary evil, exhibiting not the slightest regard for the lives of the affected population in the areas overrun. Europe needed trade. Europe needed spices. Europe, or particular European countries, needed a trade route to the east. Europe needed raw materials. Europe, or particular European countries, needed slaves. Europe needed oil to maintain its industrial growth. The people who suffered the loss of their lands, way of life, resources, lives, or particular industrial growth, the people, the civilizations are less important than the needs of European, European nations. Their resultant fates go unnoted or are mentioned in a brief afterthought at the end of a historian's chapter. The most profitable pursuits by Europeans for trade, resources, slaves, and other riches were into areas of the world populated by dark-skinned people, Africa, the Middle East, Southern Asia, South America, the Caribbean, China, the Isles of the Pacific. Yet racism, the dehumanization of dark-skinned people in the minds of Europeans, their bold and often undesired intrusions to areas inhabited by people, dark-skinned populace, their use of more modern weaponry to subdue these populace, the, the, I'm sorry, the guiltless slaughter of untold numbers of people is never mentioned by historians who write of the events that we ingest in schools, universities, on our own private readings, which invariably present a one-sided picture of the European side. Mm. Wow, Brother Bragg. I thought, I thought that had to be read, bro. I just had to do that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was amazing. Definitely, if you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. Now, Brother Bragg, you, yes, sir. from everything that, from your research and, and your overall looking at What's, what has happened in the past? Where do you see and, and what do you think is actually going on today? Um, how would you categorize it and how would you uh, articulate it in a way that 
what from from a standpoint of what's going on and what is it that you think is the solution to it uh because without it's great to recognize the problem but it's it's more important to have a choice and a solution that we can all dialogue with and and move in that direction what should be energized in in well, you know what? solving to start to start off what i would what i would say or what i would and, and this is my assessment we in this country as minorities hold it stop i didn't say that <laughs> we in this country as africans cuz we are not a minority let right. me make that quite clear i'm sorry about the use of words remember i told no. you before about my use of words i'm going to check that every time that's right if we if we collectively do two things if you really do some garbage stuff if you think black everything's going to be all right when i say that that means Ooh. if you buy black support black think black be black we're going to make it cuz then we can collectively do things that we need to do and we must do it collectively we can economically we can bring them to their knees if we did a collective thing that's just to control our destiny if you understand what i'm saying we need to control we need to have some control which right now we really don't have a, a hell of a lot of control a lot of us re we, we rely on these people to educate us. We rely on them for our food. We rely on them for our water. We we, we too needy. You know what I'm saying? You can't be that needy. <laughs> wait, Brother Bragg. Wait, wait. Let me tell you something. This is why I love Brother Bragg. There's, there's, there's some some people that you just need to sit down and, and let them, you know, educate you. You said something that was so important and so true. So many people say it in different ways, but you said it the most articulate and the the most powerful and simplest way to, to say it. If you think black, we're all right. We're going to be fine. We're going Don't to think we can't win. Remember Vietnam. You got to look, Vietnam is so important. We had a little nation just, they were throwing rocks at the United States with napalm and Huey, Huey helicopters and rice, 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 rice. These boys went underground on them. Guerrilla warfare took them to their knees, and now they didn't have all that sophisticated stuff. So, look, we 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 let me preface this. Let's pray for peace and prepare for war. Yeah, you know what, brother? Hold wait. Let me let me let me let me. You know, because you said something that's so you brought in. I'm glad you brought in Vietnam. What most people don't realize, and what they won't tell you, this is the truth of Vietnam. There is no army on the planet that can ever defeat the people. Armies can only go against other armies. When they went into Vietnam, they didn't go against the Vietnam Army. They went against the Vietnam people, and that's why they that's got right. their hat handed to them. So guess what? By day, the farmer's farming. By night, he's kicking your butt because you in his homeland. He wants you out. And this is the thing. What Billy Joel had a song, Little Saigon, and that's exactly what he said. By day... We control the day, but they control the night. That's right. And this yeah. is this is this is the key here, and we have to understand something. As a people, we 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 so often we allow our language, we repeat and we recite because we've learned it from kindergarten, first grade, all the way through through our extended to repeat the actual protocols and the actual doctrines that maintain are bondage instead of always thinking black because guess what no matter what 
you will always be black, even if you deny it. Man, please, come on now. Even if you deny it, they don't... Tell them about being a star child, they'll get it then, you are (laughs) the universe. Star you are the no doubt. you are the universe. Bring in that Dogon teachings, brother. So, but that's brother, right. Brad, that's right. Finish, finish with. I mean, continue with because we, continue with. What is it? Some of the things that we need to actually. You know, you said it in in, in such a great way that we need to think black. And, and also, think brother, black, go ahead. In that collective, and that's why I say think black. Because one thing that we all have in common, I don't, I'm, I'm talking about. That, that that trumps everything, trumps religion. We are the same people, whether you believe it or not. Now, we don't want it we don't want it to be an all out war for you to decide who you are. You want <laughs> to start looking into yourself right now and start taking taking advantage of the time that we still have to know right. yourself. And and knowing yourself is to find out from whence all this information comes from. Whatever religion you want, look, find out the origins of the religion. Find out who the religion is. Look up the flavors. I'm going to put some things on your mind. Look up the Reverend C.C. Jones. That's the religion here in America. That's the foundation of it. It'll blow your wig back. Pull up the flavors. That's, that's Titus Flavorist. It's a bunch of Romans that wrote the Bible, which was really, they were trying to be smart. But look it up. Check, check some things out. Look, blow your, hey, look, put your, let your wig flow back <laughs> and let your jasmine flow. It'll blow your wig back from these things these people that ran on us. And don't be scared to peep game. You want to know what people are doing, so you don't. Don't be scared. Go right. in there and find out what's going on. It's your right. It's your sovereign right to be free. You can't hey. be free unless you free your mind. Open up the prison on your mind. That's that's exactly right, R- brother Rags. And you know it's 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 something that you you have to to question. And it's you know, brother Rags. And the, the sad thing is that you can go around this country, especially people that want to maintain their overall um, surrenderance. And, and that's cool. That's a personal choice. But so so many of us, and you, you, you said it, in, and I'm going to keep going back to it, thinking black. So many of us don't think black. Just think of it because you, you challenge even me. You challenge yourself because once you come into you know, once you hear the truth, you're responsible for your response to the truth. How many of yes, us what? can name off so much of a history that's not even ours and know Ooh, and identify with it right away? But how much of our own history can you do you not know, not even by everything, the names of everything is foreign to you, where you turn up and frown your face when you hear a name that is not even Bob, Billy, Joseph, or, 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 or Billy Joe, or Jethro. That yes, just sir. shows you that you're not thinking black. That you're not thinking black. You know and, what? Without, kick, without kicking my sister's man as you speak, man, I had I had a war here with my with my women, man. And this war was this. Look, I know so much about because I read about everything. I found out that the the, the, the hair industry stuff that they're putting in the stuff that perms and makes your hair lay down or whatever you want to call it. It's it's, it's waste. It's, it's a waste to me. I like my women with natural. But anyway, I had to get on my women, my daughter, and my wife until they took that crap out their heads. Because first of all, it, it makes uh, these tumors. Uh, what they call flim flim. For me. I'm tongue-tied today. I don't know what's up. The flamboyant, t- the tumors that women have in the uterus uh, and in their stomach, that the oh. hair processes, 
some of that, that chemicals make them have that. And so I got all my women real tough, and now my women are wearing their hair natural. Women, we love you just for who you are. I don't want my woman to look like no European. I want my woman to look like she me, like she with me. She a sister, a black woman, a queen, a god. S. That's what <laughs> I love you, brother. I want the black. young women to look in the mirror and say, I'm beautiful just like I am. I don't have to have blonde hair. I don't have to have long European hair. You're not European. You don't have to do that. You can do it if you want. That's your, your choice, but you don't have to be that. And, and, and a lot of black men are tell you, we love you just because of who you are, queen. Right, right, right. See, you know, and, and it, it goes for, for us as brothers, too. You know what I mean? And, and I know you know that, uh, uh, and I'm not saying that you, and, and I, I know it's, but see, you think black, you think black first. And, of course, you're going to think right off the right off the back is, is our yeah. is the is the women and it's you know the the women of our culture the women of of our of you know collectively that we share with I'm I'm them I am them they can say you know you're mine David you know and I can say that this is our direction because we first think black and it's so important but brother rags is 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 so true you know it's hey, I love you we like have you. we'll have to be European for me I need you to be. I need you to be my queen, my foundation, my rock, my strength. I got everything else covered. You ain't got to worry about nothing. If I got to give my life to mine, I'm gone. See you. Yeah, it's that. That's that's what you know. We have to be the 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 men that we are. And I'm believe me, I want to live in full cooperation uh, with the blessings and, and the treasures that we all have. And and are you know, it's so essential and it's so important that we maintain that. You know, so. Brother Braggs, now looking at what's going on, tie this all together with what's going on now, and what's, where are we, you know, in your opinion today? How are, are, are we closer to realizing and, and reestablishing our sovereign nation, or are we much further back, um, in, in, well, your, in your opinion? What, what is you it? Know what? Let, me your say, let me say this, man. I, 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 I'm, see, because I think black, I think that, we need to come internally to ourselves, man. We we don't need nothing outside of ourselves right now. We need to get together, sit down, talk about things, and find out. Now, just think about this. Collectively, if you if you I heard him talking about a million people. If you had a million people, the opportunities and the possibilities are endless. One dollar for each person. You can do things. You can start things. You can hook up with the black farmer. Get our food. You had to got other day with water. We can get water. We good then. I, I, I say I'm not materialistic. I need a no. roof over my head and no. food in my stomach. My animals be well and my women to be well. I'm good. <laughs> so I just need I just need the basic thing, and then I need my mind to be right. That's most important. And 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 and, and saying that, let me say this before time gets too short. I to, I, I spoke about the principle of Mahat when we first started. I just want to run this off right quick. If it's all right, Dave. Of course, this is not religious. We're not trying to make you a Catholic or a Muslim. This is not religion. This is spirit spirit out. So. I'm talking to you. Yeah, what, no, no, you good, man. You, come on, man. This, I do this every day. Believe me, it's, it's you can get tongue tied quickly. No, you are good. I, I don't judge you on the on the uh, on the king's language. I judge you on, and I I require that you just be the great spirit that you are. And brother, you already that. So no, that that's just a tongue tying, brother. You've been you've been dropping some real stuff here. So go ahead. All right, I want to I want to hit you with this philosophy of the Mahakometic solism. Human behavior is an extension of thought. As to say, one thinks about the behavior act before he should or she commits to act. The 
subconscious thought is a reflected image of subconscious spiritual concept of life that is in turn the spiritual purpose of life, God. Subsequently, behavior can coincide with a particular perception of life that defines the spiritual God purpose of life and the role Afghan people play in the spiritual purpose. In ancient Kemet, Egypt, the spiritual concept that included a principle called Ma'at, in which all of nature was balanced and today, today, human life was measured. The principles of Mahat are truth, reciprocity, priority, order, balance, righteousness, justice, harmony. If we use a car, for example, Mahat would be the battery and the soul bar of the, of the African would be the engine. It makes no difference how powerful the engine is. The car will not start without the battery bar. The point is that Mahat and the soul work in conjunction with one another. However, the ability to comprehend thought and amplify the soul depends on how well one complies with the live thought behavior within the principles of Mahat. The spiritual concept also includes the knowledge of ancestral and geographical origin. The comedic origin defines the nature of African people who practice the principle of Mahat in geographical territory defined as Kemet, Egypt, where Mahat was acknowledged as the cornerstone of society. The spiritual concepts include the origin, purpose, and destination of the soul, of the human soul, the process of learning, defining, and teaching the purpose of the human soul, or soulism, is the true spiritual purpose of human soul. The process of defining the soul, or soulism, acts to strengthen our mind and body, which in turn allows us to elevate our consciousness the highest spiritual level where the goal ultimately is to become God, netter, within God, netter. So God and nature, become God in nature. Okay, our committed ancestors understood that all of nature acted as a medium that connected the African to God, netter. The nature is broken down into three divisions of, or kingdoms, and the principle of Mahat, stability and balance, act as the, act the glue that bonds and protects all three kingdoms solar and celestial kingdom, plant and mineral kingdom, African humanity and animal, including fish, insects, birds, etc., electromagnetic energy starting at the sun and ending at the human atom. African carried the purpose of the soul of God, Netter, through all of nature and into the mind and body of the African because of its spiritual presence is active throughout nature as far as I'm going to go. I hope wow. that gets some people to thinking, and I hope they look into some things other than this European concept of spirituality. Let's get into some serious stuff that changes your life, that changes our life, that changes the way that we think and that we move in this country, the way that we look at each other. Because the 42 laws of my heart, they're going to make you get better if you take them to heart. Mm. I'm through preaching, sir. And no, 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 no. I use no red like that. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, 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 it's so needed. And I'm going to tell you. If you really you look at it, that's not an economy. That's an ecosystem where real life is sustainable and, and everything is equitable in its life-givingness and its necessity. And its overall, the overall sustainability is reliant on another. So this is truly an ecosystem and it's not an economy. An economy is what was made up to, and to keep you from being free well, and independent. Well, Brother Bragg, you know, that's, you, you know that they've monetized everything, and that's where the problem comes in. Everything is monetized. 
Mm-hmm. Once you monetize prison, you make it profitable, they're going to do all kinds of things to get that money. We got to take the profit out of things like that. There should be no profit in, 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 in enslaving a man. No. There, there should be no profit in that at all. Because that in itself is the crime that it is the crime that creates the crime. You remember uh, uh, Mike Wallace, the hate that hate produced? Well, that's the mm-hmm. criminal that criminals produce. And that's that cause and effect again. Cause and exactly. effect. Exactly. And the cause and effect. But every action, there's a reaction. Cause and effect. And, and if you look at everything, if you look at it like that, uh, scientific method. <laughs> but go to the scientific method and just start questioning everything, and you will be surprised what you find. They don't yeah. want you to have an inquisitive mind. They want you to accept whatever's told to you. See, go ahead the, on and sit down over there and flip that remote right. and get you a biscuit or something. Right. right. See, that's it right there, <laughs> brother, brother Braggs. It's the acceptance of it. Instead of the question of it, they want you to have the acceptance of it instead of the question of it, and that's the only way. The only way that you're really going to ever grow in anything that you do is if you have questions and not just acceptance of it all, because the questions allow you to exercise your understanding and your development so that you can work within the confines of the truth more honestly and more sincerely. If you just accept someone's, you know, uh, uh, agenda or accept what they say, that's a very dangerous... I don't care who that person is. You're not finding out anything for you. You're actually... You're actually living their lives. And let me tell you, if you live someone else's life, they have two lives and you have none. That's right. you got to live your own life. Be who you got to live your own life. You know, a good friend of mine told me that, uh, that she, they, she learned that from her, grand, uh, one of her grandparents, is that think about it. If you live in someone else's life, they have two lives and you have none. And this is what we've been doing for so long. So, Brother Braggs, it's it's amazing. Now, and we, we have like like four min, two minutes. Actually, uh, we have like uh, three minutes left. What's some of the things that you would like to emphasize uh, in this the slave codes and just if you want to, you know, some of the books uh, that you suggest. Oh, uh, to, to start from reading, what, because we're going to have the, the you know the recommended reading by Professor Braggs, um, so we need to start that you know. I, I, I'm, gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a couple of good ones right here. Uh, Sacred knowledge in plain sight. Now look, this is on YouTube. This is wait, say, say this again so everyone can can sacred, have time for Sacred knowledge in plain sight. It's on YouTube. Okay. It was put on there February 6, 2012. Decoded. Uh, what is it about that book? Why why that book? Uh, uh, Brother Rag. Oh, that, that's a, that's a film right there. Oh, uh, that's a film. Knowledge. Okay. That goes okay. into that goes into the into uh, kind of physics, sacred images. Oh my goodness, it's man. <laughs> it goes into mathematics. Into it's man. It's it, man. It, it's a, it's like a couple hours, but it's it's thorough and it's it's man. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. And I was telling I'm, you guys earlier that look at looking at Titus Flavors, a Roman. Pull up Titus Flavors. He's a Roman. Mm-hmm. That'll blow your wig back. I just gave and you the secrets in plain sight. I'm looking for my book list. I got some good books. Yeah. 
Now, a couple of books, uh, Brother Rags, um, would you recommend um, for the listeners to, to read, and why would you recommend it? Um, and, and you know, so that kind of well, because I'm I'm a seeker, I'm always trying to find out the origins of things. I'm trying to find mm-hmm. out the beginning. Like for instance, I, I, I still I'm still trying to find out what transpired between the Egyptians and the Greeks and the Romans. Because there's, there's, a, there's a blank gap right there. Once Alexander the Great comes through, they raid the, the library in Alexandria, yes. then suddenly you get all these Greek philosophers who have, who, who have all these works and writings that they didn't do because they didn't have time to do it. They plagiarized. So they plagiarized everything. And see, this is what people got. If people knew, and see, our people, black people, Africans, this is your world, brother. You got to wake up. It's all around you. All you got to do is dig. Nobody's going to tell you. Nobody's going to help you educate yourself. You got to be the teacher of self. Guess what? To be a master, you had to go to the, to the mystery system for 45 years. Not one of those Greek philosophers finished the mystery school. Not one of them. So they wasn't masters. They were plagiarizers. <laughs> wow. That's what, Amazing. That's what, that's, what, that's what reading will do for you. That's what digging will do for you. Amazing, amazing. Brother Braggs, I just want to thank you, brother. Now, uh, listen, we, we have to do this again. Um, so when, when we do this again, I would like to, um, ex, ex, you know, really look at um, some of the overall societal um, connections in the, in the cultures and oh, different go in, societies. You want, to go into the Greek and the, you want to go into the Greek and the Romans for real? Man, uh, now that, that, that gets to be X-rated because i got a book here called one hundred years of homosexuality. No, I don't want to go into that. Not me. New ain't. Oh, ho, oh, oh, But listen, this is a new ancient world. Now look, this tells you. This gets into why these boys failed. You know what yes. I'm saying? Why, why they why they failed? Because you can't have your army in there molesting each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it no. Ain't I get. Work. Yeah, but but no, nah, that no, nah, not that, me. That, I, that's I, the destruction of Rome and Greece. That lifestyle. It's many right, things. Right, you, exactly. you know, and I, I was wondering why the high the high schools and and I keep this Tamahu. I can't pin the Tamahu down. I'm trying to pin these guys down. I read one thing about the Portuguese that they ran upon these people that were so fierce. They left a whole island to these people because when they caught you, they ate you. <laughs> these guys were that fierce. Yeah. Tastes like pork chop. So <laughs> that's, that's, that, that kind that's of stuff. It interests right. me because I want to know who these people are. Cause where right, are these people right. Are? You know what, bro- Brother Brett? I tell you, um, what I would love to uh, to hear you um, is let's start with the Dogons. Okay. You'll get into some serious Dogons. Yes, yeah, let's start with the Dogons. So we got to get ready to get out of here, uh, Brother Braggs. I just want to thank you, Professor Bra- See, I just did it. Professor <laughs> Braggs, I just want to thank you for coming on, and you, you, you brought so much in. Like as Brother Bragg said, the quote of the day, think black. Think black in everything. So I just want to thank everyone for listening. And, you know, like we always say, before you ask for a blessing, make sure to be a blessing. Before you ask for love, be a lover of all. Especially be a lover of you and everything like you. So essential. So until then, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. And God willing. Peace, peace.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 